0: Okay, welcome to the Make It Count podcast. This is episode 13, I think. Yes. Wow. I mean, yeah, big pause there. Yeah, was a we the pause it was like, hang 12, on, is it 12,
1: 13, 14? I don't know, but...
0: And you may remember a few episodes ago, we did the one on Viktor Frankl, which was a bit like interviewing a book. And mm. as we're drawing to the close of the year, we're going to do one episode where we're going to almost interview a book that Matt's read that's helped him make it count. And maybe next episode we'll do the same, but in reverse for me, what's a book I've read this year that has made it count? So, without any further ado, Matt, what is the book that we are interviewing today?
1: We are interviewing Designing Your Life by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans.
0: Okay, so I've heard of that. I may even have recommended that. Um, you did,
1: you recommended it to me.
0: Oh, that's true, yeah. So, it's, it must have been a good recommendation so far, but Matt? Give us a bit of an overview or a summary of the book.
1: Well, Bill Burnett and Dave Evans both uh, work at Stanford Design Programme. So they're in the design school, and for years they've worked in that design space. One of the things that they pioneered at Stanford was human-factored design. So, so many different kinds of design, but how can we make things, how can we design things and programmes that fit for humans? But one of the things they realized is, oh hang on, why don't we apply these methods, these way of thinking to one of the biggest problems that we all have, which is how to live a meaningful life. So they went about applying design principles to living a life and they came out with this program. They've run it for years. I think at least hundreds, maybe thousands of students have gone through their actual classroom and they wanted to reach a wider audience.
0: So these guys, they're two Stanford lecturers. They've been running this as a course yeah. for however many years, but now they've made it a book. Yeah. You've read the book and you think, I like these design principles that they're talking about for designing my life.
1: Massively. And it's one of those things that its it's a really nicely put together book and you read it and know it's really easy to read. But the challenging thing is then going, okay, now I've got to get moving. At least for me, that's the challenging thing.
0: Okay. So, because I suppose I hear Stanford, I think, quite a high-level academic institution. Mm. Does it read like a you know heavy academic book?
1: It's not. It's not like a journal that got references all over the shop and it takes you an hour to understand one page they read in a really it reads in a really fun dynamic pacey way but they don't pull any punches they say if you want to get the best out of this we want you to take part in the exercises that we do with our students
0: okay so we've introduced the book we've introduced the authors a little bit Mm. without reading too much yeah what are some highlights from the book for you
1: I think for me, it really blew open some new perspectives for me. So, it can be so easy to get into certain mindsets, and throughout the whole book, they kind of go, here's some faulty mindset, here's a myth that many people believe, and here's a reframing of that, that helps us to actually move forward into something positive.
0: Okay, so is there a specific one that's coming to mind right now? You're like, actually, yeah, I I realised I was thinking this and it helped me think this way.
1: Yeah, Um so uh, a really common one I think many people feel is kind of like, ah, I'm behind. I should be further along than I am by now. Uh, and their reframe is just, says who? according to what life plan nobody's ever lived your life before so actually instead of worrying about where i should be just start where you are what an exciting place to start from Mm.
0: okay that's cool i like that as a as an insight i mean i know for me i've definitely thought oh you know i'm a little bit behind maybe i should be a bit further on Uh, so that's a a nice reframe Mm. another highlight
1: another highlight I really like the way that they, they take you through the design process in a way that makes sense and they highlight some really powerful tools along the way. So, the design process, it starts with basically empathizing with the problem or the people. What, what is the issue? Um, and then you come up with loads of different ideas, ideation. And then you have to prototype, try things out, and then you refine, and then you eventually sort of launch. I'm sure I've missed one or two out there. But they take you from... It, when, when people think about, oh, planning a life, there's millions of different things I could do. And one of the best reframes they, they said was, if you've got unlimited options, well, actually, there's just n- no options. Because as a designer, we're only interested in the things that we can actually take action upon. So if there's infinite potential lives that I could live, but I actually can't action on any of them, I don't have any options. And that helps me to get out of the belief of more is better. In this regard, cutting down that list is better. And getting to a concrete, this is the three kind of or the five plans that I'm going to develop to an actual plan, now I know I've got five options to choose between, and maybe I can mix and match a bit of them, rather than I've got thousands of potential, and there's tens of thousands of companies out there that I could work for. Ah, paralysed. No. Cut them
0: out. Because that is something, I, I've i read the book, I've listened to the authors, I think, be interviewed a few times, and other people talk about this book. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people listening have heard this book, um, heard about this book, heard the book, heard about this book. And and that was something I remember, that it's like you come down to like three or five, almost like life plans mm. for what it can look like. And yeah. I mean, it's about this idea that lots of people go but what if I do the wrong one? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And what if I can't do all of them? But actually, what most people who actually do it experience is a freedom then, it, like you said, in the restriction of narrowing it down, but also in the freedom to go, oh, I know what I'm choosing, or I know what I'm going for now. Yeah. Uh, so that that was an interesting idea. Big time. What's one tool? You said there were loads of tools in there. What's yeah. one tool that has really helped you the most?
1: Well, I've already mentioned... Really, two of them. Mm. One of them was the reframing, mm. and so it's going really examine some of those beliefs. Or when when you get thinking about things like this, examine the assumptions. If there is there a faulty thought that comes up and then stops any forward progress, examine those things. Or even could I be thinking about this in a slightly more um, advantageous way so the reframing was huge i've also talked about they had that bias to action we don't we're not interested in things that are just for theoretical sake as a designer those can be really valuable for various different people but in terms of actually making forward movement we're only interested in action so that's the bias to action and tied in with both of those is this what they call this curiosity so i love it because for me, it can be so easy to, yeah, you, you get stuck and you go, ah, ah, this is a problem. And they go, well, instead of thinking about it like a problem, get get curious. Like, wh- what is it that I could learn about this? And and, and what is it that I can grow in? And, and that curiosity, always being curious about, well, oh, maybe... Their, their contention is that everything is interesting in at least some tiny facet. And every person has something that's interesting about them. So if I go around with eyes that are open, ready to be, um, ready to learn and ready to, to see, oh, that's interesting, that curiosity will spark opportunities, will spark great conversations. And even if nothing massive changes in your life, what will happen is, You'll find their days more interesting because you're looking for stuff that's interesting.
0: Mm. I mean, I've been accused of being curious. So, you know, I, I. In different ways it, as well. <laughs> but I'm also a big, <laughs> a big advocate of curiosity. I mm. think asking the right questions and being interested in the world is totally good. Yeah. I wanted to wheel back a little bit. I suppose you talked about, uh, the first area or first level of the design thinking. Yeah. Was empathising with the problem. Yeah. And and maybe earlier you already answered this, but you said this book is to help people live a meaningful life. Yeah. So is that who the book is for? People that are asking that question of how do I live a meaningful life?
1: I would hope that anyone listening to this podcast is at least wrestling with some of those questions. You know, the Make It Count podcast. Uh, there, There was a quote in the book that really resonated with me. It was, they said, life design is about getting more out of, not cramming more into life. Mm. So often when we think about living my best life or, you know, the best or maximising is cram more and more and more and more in, you know. But they're saying, actually, it's not necessarily about the myth of more. It's, How can I enjoy what is there presently and, and how can I engage in ways that, that basically, you know, well that I would say that we're made to. Each person is individual, each person is different. If you stick me in a certain role where I've got various freedoms or various responsibilities, I will flourish. Stick me in a different one that requires different things of me, I will, I will drown you know, it won't give me life. And so, who's it for? It's it's for the people that are going, I want to get more out of living life. Not necessarily out of the, I want to consume, but I'm not interested in piling more and more and more in. I'm interested in so I suppose making the most of what I have.
0: And I suppose these are some ideas that we have actually talked about in previous episodes. Of, there's like hundreds of things we want to do, mm. but actually the, what, the thing that brings me more joy is not attempting to do all of them and falling short on all of them, mm. but actually focusing on a couple of them and doing them really well. And yeah. It sounds like this book helps draw that out and say, it's not about having every opportunity open to you. No but it's about choosing smaller numbers of opportunities that Mm. you can actually move into. Is that right?
1: I would say that's along the right lines. And and it's not just about going, here's an opportunity and here's another one. Well, it's a toss-up. How do I know what to go for? That's where the whole design process comes in and the testing and the prototyping. Mm. And it becomes a smart and intelligent process that helps you move forwards into something that, more often than not, will work. Mm. And they also co- talk later on about how, with this process and with this mindset, you're actually immune to failure. Mm. Not that you won't fail, but you're immune to failure.
0: That's something I come across. Maybe it's in this book, in a few other places. Uh, you know, and I've, I've been to a few places that do designing, and I've heard a few things. And that idea of iteration and prototyping is really interesting to me and i even saw something the other day and i said the thing is most of your decisions are reversible yeah they're not irreversible but so often we just think if i do this there's no going back and it's like <laughs> that's not necessarily true and when you adopt that mentality of i'm going to prototype this i'm going to test this out and see if it's going to work in whatever way mm. it allows you to go oh i tried it i learned stuff some of that stuff i learned is not that way. Or, ah, that actually was more enjoyable than I thought. Whatever. Mm. But it, I, I thought I, a lot of the time, I think we're so sure we're on this, I don't know, one way track and it's just forward. But actually it's more like, oh, I'll try that and I can come back. And there's this reversibleness to life in some ways.
1: Yeah. And, and as you said, many decisions.
0: But I would also go one step further and go, but you're not coming back to where you were. But yes it's reversible but you're coming back with more information or more insight more clarity and that's
1: the curiosity side it's the oh I've not returned to square one I've come back to a place and as you said I'm level higher
0: yeah you've leveled up leveled up 50 experience points (laughs) Um, (laughs) what surprised you about this book?
1: gosh I think how how practical it is not not practical how applicable it is or inter- no no how far reaching it is when i read it uh, when i looked at it first and was reading a bit i was kind of thinking oh this is probably like another one of those career planning books it probably be helpful to kind of find a vocation that I'm more interested in or, you know, how could I live the one that I'm doing better? But it was completely like, no, this is about life. Uh, And they kind of, they talk about these four key areas that they kind of have a dashboard for. Work is one of them. Play is one of them. Love and health. And they say, it's, again, it's not about having them all at the top all the time. There are times where you're gonna have to recognize, because of what I'm doing in this area, the other ones are gonna drop down, you know, a bit like fuel gauges in a car, you, you've you got different things that that are balanced out, and so you, you can be totally alright with going at the moment, my play gauge really down the bottom, I'm just not giving time to that, but that's alright because at work I'm feeling really sustained and uh, in, in love, I'm, I'm absolutely up there and, and in health, I'm doing alright, you know, but re-engage in that space. And then in a few months or in a year's time, look again and go, do I still want to be there? And so for me, again, it was that, oh, I thought it was just going to be about career, but it was about way, way
0: more than that. Mm. Oh, that's really cool. And I, uh- I mean, I'm a big advocate of that, like the, the check-ins to see where you are. But actually, it, it allows you, like you said, it's not always about being 10 out of 10 in every single year of your life. Mm. That's probably an unrealistic expectation. And yet, realizing, hey, I intentionally choose that yeah. for this moment, for yeah. this season, for this year even. And, and I think that's, that's, a, that's a healthy thing.
1: I think that's an empowering thing. And it, again, it's one of those reframes. We, you're in a society where the influences are, the influences are the ones that are, they're living their best life. And the image that they portray through social media is, I'm on all the time. Everything's great. My, all my gauges are up. And it's like, that, that's not realistic. That's not true. And to be held captive by that faulty belief is really bad for people and so to uh, exactly that intention of going okay well am i am i happy with this gauge as it is right now if you are great if you're not great because you've now got some information and you've got what can i what do i need to change and what do i want to change
0: so i'm going to make this a little bit more personal matt Mm. you've selected this book out of the books you've read this year to make it count so how come you chose this one I've
1: read, I've read a lot of good books this year. This one has probably, it's taken, for for the fact that it's a really easy book to read, it's taken me the longest to actually read, because I really want to take it seriously. I've got a notebook beside me here, it's half full, full of notes, and I'm planning on taking this further with a couple of others, we're getting together. To kind of group together and go through some of the actions, some of the the tasks and the activities they say. So why have I picked this book? It's, it has that potential to be the most impactful book I've read, not just this year, but maybe this decade. Well, obviously this decade is not very old, but um,
0: whole one year, yeah, yeah,
1: the whole year, <laughs> the whole two, two years, yeah, depending
0: um, on the start. Okay, so I'm going to chuck you there for yeah. a moment. So Before I on, it's, it's obviously the book. It's not just information. Mm. It's a way of thinking. But also at the end, there's loads of activities. And so that's almost like slowed you down a little bit because you're trying to do them. Mm. And as you've inferred there, you haven't finished this journey yet. You're no. in the middle of it. But with that said, what have you changed so far as a result of reading this?
1: I think I've been a bit more... Uh, no, I think I I know I've been more aware and that curiosity. One of the things that they get you to do is a good times journal, where you record the different activities that you do through the day over a number of weeks. And I've now been doing this for a, a longer time, and you just mark how engaged were you in activity and how much energy did that give you or drain from you. And the idea being that you're finding, not that, ah, I hate my job, or I love my job, or my day, or my week, it's what are the specific activities, what are the things, and what does that do for your energy and your engagement, and and that helps me to go, ah, I have started to identify, these are the sort of activities where I come alive, these are the sort of activities where I am, completely drained of energy, and I really don't like, and I come away going, ugh, I hate that, that's great information, because that allows me to then go, well, I don't have to throw the whole thing out to improve this, maybe I can talk to my boss and say, really, I'm not very good at this, and it drains me, and it just makes me worse at everything else, but could I not do as much of that, and I love doing this, and this I'm really good at, could I do more of this? Mm. And hey, presto, with a small conversation like that, if lucky, you can really change the way that you engage in. And have used job because it is a, is a big part of life. But it can be other things as well.
0: That awareness is a really key piece. And just as we start to wrap up here, a couple more questions. One, you, you said a quote earlier. Was there another quote that you're like, hey, this is a really good quote from the book that I liked? I think
1: I just like the bit where they start the book on. They just say, you are here, start where you are. Mm. They say they have a sign in their room on in their course that is like the thing on the map that goes, you are here. Just that constant reminder and a visual. You can't start from where you're not. So start from where you are. And that's a great place to start.
0: Okay, good. Last question. In a sentence or two, what's the main idea of the book?
1: The main idea of the book is that life is not just a problem to be solved. It's not an optimal solution. It's an adventure to be lived. And it's best engaged when we're curious, when we reframe those negative myths, when we try things out, and then when we go with others,
0: hmm. that was a long sentence. It's quite a good sentence, but it was a long sentence. <laughs> yes. So, I, as we wrap up today, I think we talked about a load of different things. We would definitely recommend this book massively. It's it's worth the investment.
1: I would also say, for the same, I think the, I don't exactly know how much the book costs, but it's a normal hardback book cover. But there is also an online. Course that they did. Mm. So, with Creative Live, they did a presentation style of this where they literally like they are in their classroom, and that's their home turf. They're really good at that stuff. So, and I got it really cheap, probably about the, site, the same price as the book at the time. Might have been a deal, but check it out Creative Live, designing we're, your life.
0: We're also not sponsored by this or no, anything part of that, but it's just a book we found helpful really on good. the journey of making it count. So, As we talked about design thinking, trying things, and I think the main idea that really came through as we we talked to Matt about this today was you are here, start from where you are. So wherever you are right now, that's where you are. Start there as you make it count today.